Thank you, men. Book of Matthew again, Matthew chapter number 28. That was good. Uh, I enjoy it. I know it's not much to look at, but it was, it sounded good anyway. I appreciate all the work that's put in uh, to the music ministry, all those that are involved, and uh, certainly uh, it is a blessing, and it's a joy to see people involved and participating uh, in, in different ministries. Tonight, we're going to look again in Matthew chapter number 28, and uh, we're going to read uh, verse 19 and 20 again. This morning, of course, I preached on the Great Commission. I'm going to preach uh, on the Great Commission tonight, although tonight is going to feel a little bit more like a classroom uh, than a normal Sunday night sermon. And so I know some take notes, some just listen, some sleep. So, But if you'd like to take notes tonight, um, it is going to be uh, very methodical in a classroom form. And uh, so uh, it will be different in that set. But uh, I'm going, I think it will be very helpful to us tonight. As I mentioned this morning, I planned on uh, last year, I, I looked, I knew where uh, I felt like the Lord wanted us to go and some goals to set. And so I began to look in the Word of God and study and pray and prepare uh, to prepare us so that we can do it. It's one thing to say, hey, let's go do this, but the Bible gives the way to do it. And so I plan on spending a day on the Great Commission, but it's going to be more than one Sunday, and uh, we'll just go as long as the Lord uh, keeps giving me uh, the messages. But tonight I'll be very practical. <clears throat> I want us to look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20 again. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Great Commission is the key for us to double our attendance. The Great Commission is the key for us to make an impact in our city, in our community, in our state. The Great Commission is the key uh, to our nation. It's the key to reaching the world. It is, we say, well, we need all these organizations. No, we do not. No, we do not. And, and I'm just going to get very ornery in that. Uh, the more cooperation we do with the, the less Great Commission work, it seems, that we do. And this is the answer. The local church is the answer. And uh, so I'm going to preach on this tonight. I'm going to give you the title of the message this evening, but I need to uh, preface it with, um, I will not be any longer than I normally am on a Sunday night. And I know you will not believe me. Lately, I have been, I have been just throwing some crazy things out there. Let's double our attendance. Let's, let's give an additional, addition, additional million dollars. And there's some of you doubters out there that don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll let's see. Let God has his say. But if you haven't doubted that, some of you are going to doubt that I can preach what I say I'm going to preach, and we be out at a decent hour tonight. Tonight, I want the title of my message is 25 Ways to Participate in the Great Commission. 25 Ways to participate in the Great Commission. I preached this. Oh, the Lord is going to give me cover. 
He's going to give me cover. There's a storm coming in, and he's going to give me cover tonight because I know you don't want to get out of here if it's raining. Thank you, Lord. 25 ways to participate in the Great Commission. I'm going to have a word of prayer. I'm going to give a little brief recap of the Great Commission. And then that's going to be very methodical, 1 through 25. I'm going to move through these, give you enough time to write them down if you want to write them down. Uh, if you don't have time to write them down. Uh, you know what? I just thought of this. Um, it just popped in my head. I could think back to when I was in school. And Mrs. Nelson, if you were not taking notes, I mean, it was just like, so do you have a pen and paper? Get you a pen and paper. <laughs> Pam, you too? Get, get out. You're taking notes tonight. And you will turn them in after the service, and I will I'll grade them. Or you get attention. 25 ways to participate in the Great Commission. Father, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to be in church once again. Thank you for the music that we participated in, that we've been blessed by. Father, I pray that... Uh, this commission, uh, this uh, commission of the utmost importance, may we be reminded, it's not new to us, uh, but may we be reminded of its importance. May we uh, once again look through uh, the prism, look through the lens of uh, this great command. I pray these practical things this evening would help us, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Great Commission, as we looked at this morning, of course, uh, the authority is given from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus had done what only he could do. He conquered death and hell. He did what only the Son of God could do. He made the way. His request, rather his command, was to his church to go and tell everyone what I did for them. Go tell everyone that you may, there is going to be a second resurrection. You can die a physical death, but you don't have to die a spiritual death. Go tell everyone that I have paid the sin debt. Jesus did the difficult part, the impossible part, the only part he could do. He comes to his church and he says, church, I don't expect you to save a soul. You can't. I don't expect you to absolve anyone of their sins. You cannot. I don't expect you to conquer death for anyone. You do not have that power. I do not expect you to conquer hell. You do not have that power. All I want from you is to go tell everyone what I did for them. That's your job. Somehow we've lost that since Jesus gave that commission to today. There are some, and there's false teaching, they think they can absolve men of their sins. We think the church is just for us, and it's not. We're commissioned to tell everyone that Jesus did what only Jesus could do. The great commission, the, the, the command, it is the, to win the lost. They can't be saved until they first know that they're lost. They can't be saved until they know what Jesus has done so that they can believe in what Jesus has done and believe in the gospel. We say we preach the gospel. What is that? That's the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is 
salvation when man puts his faith in that. After we win them, that is just the first part of the Great Commission. You're only one-third there. Now, I'll remind us, and I'll probably remind us of this every time I preach on this subject. There are some that are going to cross our path. All we'll ever have an opportunity to do is win them. Now, we're not looking at a situation and say, well, I'm not going to give them the church. I'm not going to tell them. No, you tell everybody. But if we're going to fulfill the Great Commission, we win them, then we baptize them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It is the Father who extends grace and mercy. It is the Son who paid the sin debt for us. It's the Spirit of God who does the work in conviction and in, 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 in consecration in sealing us upon salvation. It's baptizing. That's the identifying with Christ. That's the picture of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We saw it tonight before the service. A picture of what took place in that young man's life yesterday. We see a picture of it today. The gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ, identifying with the one who saved them. Then we teach them to observe all things. They grow. Why do they grow? Why? So they can fulfill the will that God has for their life. But so they can be a disciple. What is a disciple? And we're going to talk about that at some point along the way in more detail. But a disciple follows enough to where he's telling others of what Jesus did. That is the great commission in a nutshell. Now this morning we saw that. We, we looked at that the, the institution that the commission was given to. And we were reminded that Christ's presence is with us. Now, with that in mind, I know that there are some, and I really emphasize, and there's going to be a lot more of this, emphasize the importance of the church. And how Jesus gave the commission to the church. And you can be saved and not part of the church, but you can't be involved in the Great Commission without being involved in His church. That's why keeping the unity in church is why it's so important. It involves the Great Commission. So it's that institution that we're a part of. But I am certain that there are probably some this morning, if not this morning, there will be in the future, perhaps some that said, I don't know how I can be a part. I, I, I'm not physically able or I don't have the schedule or I can't go as some do in canvas neighborhoods and invite. I think more could, but maybe there's some that I can't do that. I, I don't know how. To, to tell somebody how to be. So I don't know how to do it. I, I don't have a part. I'm going to give you 25 ways uh, that you can participate in the Great Commission. If you're part of, of God's local church, the Emmanuel Baptist Church, you can have a part. Not everybody has the same part, but we all can have a part in the Great Commission. Are you ready to write? Number one, invest in your own personal growth. Invest in your own personal growth. Uh, we're going to talk about this more in, in a future message, but the Great Commission is not done overnight. It's done over time. It comes from an investment in another life. But before you invest in another life, invest in the life that God gave you and grow as a child of God. Be a better Christian tomorrow than you are today. Be a better Christian on Tuesday than you are on Monday. Grow. Be a better Christian to this year than you were last year. 
When the Spirit of God convicts you about something, deal with it. Grow. Set some spiritual goals. And, and maybe, maybe you weren't as faithful as, to, to, to the service as you were in the past. Set a goal. I'm going to be at every service. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to apply these things to my life. More than just, man, Pastor, that was a great message. No, take it. Apply it throughout the week. I'm going to work on that this week. Grow. Invest in your own personal growth. Number two, hand out gospel tracts and church invites. Hand out gospel tracts and church invites. Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. Hand out gospel tracts and church invites. Uh, you can give somebody a gospel track and give somebody an invite and they come. Uh, you, you can just pass them off to somebody else and say, they got here, I don't know what to do with them now. But pass out gospel tracts and church invites. Uh, uh, the couple that joined Sunday night, they, they went out of town to celebrate. I'll, I'll forgive them. They're out of town celebrating 60 years of marriage. But, uh, you know, uh, somebody left a track on an ATM. And now they're members of our church. Now, I don't know who left. Everybody's going to claim it after I did it. That's okay. I don't know who it was, but they're part of the Great Commission. Hand out gospel tracts and church invites. Number three, share your testimony with others. How many of you have saved on your way to heaven? You have a testimony. Share it with others. God answers your prayer, share it with somebody else. God speaks to your heart on Sunday, share it with somebody on Monday. You see, so you, you don't know how many people, how many years it's been since anybody got saved in that church. You share testimony. See, that when someone, when the Lord comes up, share what God did for you. Share your personal testimony. Number four, be faithful to church. If you want to participate in the Great Commission, be faithful to the house of God. Well, Pastor, how does that, what does that have to do with people getting saved and baptized and being taught? You need to be committed to the institution that Christ gave the commission to. And your attendance, you need it, by the way. You don't need, you, none of us need less church. We all need more church. That's just the way it is. Uh, you know, don't straighten your halo. I mean, you, you, we all need church. You need it. But every time you walk in the back doors, you know what you're saying? You're saying, I'm for the Great Commission. I'm for God's church. Be faithful to church. You, I, I believe this with my whole heart. That when you back out of your driveway Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, there are people that are watching that. And you know what the Spirit of God is doing? Saying, you ought to do what they do. You ought to do what they do. Be faithful to church. Number five, tithe. Tithe. I don't know how I can participate. Tithe. If, if, if God's people were faithful in their tithes and offerings, as they should be, and this is a church that's above average, well above average, in, 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 in percentage of givers, the generosity of givers, but I am looking for 100%. God is looking for 100%. If you want to participate in the Great Commission, say, what does that do? It pays for the lights to stay on. It heats the baptistry. Brother Fox appreciates that. It pays for the tracks that we're supposed to be passing out. It keeps everything going. And by the way, God will bless that. God will bless you. 
Tithe. Number six, give to missions. Give to missions. See, Pastor, after I tithe, I mean, you do know how the economy is doing. I know how the economy is doing, but I believe that if we by faith will give, God will provide for us. I believe that. See, I can't give a lot to missions. Give a dollar. Give a dollar. You'll never convince me that God is not pleased by that water jug right there and all the children, every service coming up there and putting their money in there. Or let me rephrase that, putting your money in there. That pleases God. Pleases Him. Uh, If you want to participate in the Great Commission, tithe. Number six. Am I moving fast enough? Seven. Was that Mrs. Nelson correcting me? Seven. Give to the future. Give to the future. Um, Too many Christians are living for today. In less than six hours, today is done. We think, well, we got all year. This year's going to go by fast. Before we know it, life is a vapor. What are we leaving behind? I want to constantly remind myself, I want to pay the price for the future. I want to make the sacrifice for the future. Give to the future. There's children in that nursery say, well, I'm not going to see all these dreams and visions you have, Pastor. I'll never, I'll never, I may never live to see it. But I pray to God that these children in the nursery live to see it. And they can see it if we give to the future. Number eight, support the ministries of the church. Say, Pastor, what's the most important ministry of the church? Yes. If you're involved in a ministry, you ought to think that's the most important ministry of the church. Everybody ought to think their ministry is the most important ministry of the church. Nursery leaders ought to think their ministry is the most important. And at this time, it is the most important ministry in the church. Those in the music, I think the music ministry is the most important in the church. And they can make the argument. If, if we're not there to prepare the hearts of the people, then it's harder on pastor to preach and make the argument. Then the ladies can make the argument. Well, if, 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 if the babies were screaming and crying, then you couldn't hear a thing. Then the ushers pipe up and say, well, anyway, uh, the, no, we, we, t- we collect the offering. That makes pastor happy, the happiest. And so if you're involved in a ministry, you ought to be excited about it. Support the ministries of the church. You say, well, my kids have already graduated. I don't see the importance in the Christian school. Aren't you glad it was there for your kids? Uh, it's, it's, it's there for others. Uh, we want more kids who can read and write. Uh, we, we, it's important that we, we support the ministries of the church. You're in a church that is involved in a lot of ministries. See, Pastor, how many are there? I can't even keep up. I, I, I keep adding them so fast. Why? Because I want to reach as many people, help as many people as possible. Number nine, serve in a ministry. 25 ways to participate in a great commission, serve in, serve in a ministry. So well, I, 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 keep, I keep the nursery. Well, somebody who never heard the gospel, who's going to hear a clear presentation on Sunday morning, may drop their baby off at that nursery. And the assurance that they get that I can leave my child here and they can come. That's why we have a nursery because we want that individual to hear the gospel. When they trust Christ as their Savior, the pastor doesn't get credit for that. First of all, God gets credit for that. 
But everybody has a part in the Great Commission. Somebody invited them. Some be involved in ministry. Serve in a mission. Why? You're building up the institution that Christ gave the commission to. You're making it stronger so that the gospel can be proclaimed further. You're making it stronger so that the gates of hell shall not prevail. Serve in a ministry. Number 10, participate in the services. Pastor, what do you mean by that? Sing. Well, Pastor, I, I'm not into choirs full. I'm talking about sing in the congregational singing. Sing. Grab a hymn book. When Brother Montgomery came on, I said, Brother Montgomery, I want you to take that hymn book, and I want you to find the songs in there I've never heard of. And I want you to put them on the schedule. He's doing a good job, by the way. <laughs> uh, why? Because I want everybody with that hymn book open singing. Participate in the services. Say amen. amen. Not right now, but I mean in the, in the preaching. <laughs> hey, if you agree, it's okay to let people know you agree. Participate in the offering. I don't mean just passing the plate. Put something in it. Use the altar. See, Pastor, why is all of that important? Because it goes back to number one, and you're investing in your own personal growth. But it also is an example for the person who's there for the first time. It's an example for the person who's there for the second time. This is all new to them. This is different. They don't know all the code, if you will. They don't understand. But... When, it, when, when Brother Montgomery gets up and says, grab your hymn book, and everybody goes and grabs their hymn book, guess what they're going to do? i got to find me a hymn book. Turn the page, and everybody turns the page, and it's okay. You open it, hand it to, to a visitor. If, if they're having time, and, and then everybody's opening it and singing. Then when the offering plate comes by, I can participate in the offering. Then the altar, people using the altar, oh, that's... That's what he means by invitation. That's what he means by doing business with God. That's what he means if you need to trust Christ or make a decision, come down to the altar. See, when you set that example, you're participating in the Great Commission. God can use that. If you say, I mean, every once in a while, you're like, hey, amen, nod your head. Maybe you're not one to, 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 to say amen, but you can nod your head. You can, you, can, you can be engaged, participate in the services. Number 11. This is going to be a challenging one for some. Be friendly. Be friendly. Your smile can set somebody at ease. The lesson this morning, part of the, one of the points that was made was the crisis that comes after a step of faith. A crisis... Um, what that happens a lot with a new Christian. Somebody takes that first step, and then they, they, they turn and run. You know, yours, you don't know what somebody's going through. I watched this morning, and I know of several situations of people who came in this morning with a heavy heart. And the interaction and the smile, it makes a difference. Especially for somebody who... This is new to them. First time, second time. Be 
friendly. Uh, it's good for us to be friendly to one another, too. Number 12, invite your neighbors, coworkers, etc. I preached on this a few weeks ago. If you want to participate in the Great Commission, uh, you know, you have somebody that lives to the left of you, you have somebody that lives to the right of you, invite your neighbors, coworkers, etc. Invite them. Say, so what if they don't come? You still invited them. You participate in the Great Commission. Number 13, pray for souls. Pray for souls to be saved. Can everybody in here pray? Pray for souls. Pray for God to do a work. Pray for visitors to get, get their salvation settled when they come to church. Pray for souls to be reached. Pray for God to prepare the hearts of people. On a Monday, Lord, prepare the hearts of people who will be there on Sunday who might not be saved. On Tuesday, Lord, prepare the hearts of people who will be there on Sunday that might not be saved. Lord, allow the person to cross my path who needs, needs the gospel. Uh, Father, would you, would you work in hearts for those that are going out uh, on Thursday night, those that are going out? You can pray for souls. Number 14, pray for laborers. Jesus said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers. The Great Commission is more than a grand idea. It's work. It's dedication. Pray for laborers. Uh, pray that God would call people into the harvest. Pray that God would, uh, even in, in our church, pray for laborers in, in the different ministries. And uh, we need laborers. Maybe see, a lot of times what will happen, you pray for laborers, God might convict you to, to work in that ministry. He might speak to your heart. So pray for laborers. Can everybody do that? Everybody can pray for more people to to, to preach the gospel, to, to, to be a witness. Number 15, read, meditate, and memorize scripture. If you want to participate in the Great Commission, read the Bible. Pastor, I don't understand how that, you, you know, it, one, it helps you. We go back to number one. It gives you wisdom. There's power in the word of God when it's hid in your heart. Meditate. Think about it during the week. There's so many things that grab our mind and grab our attention that keep us. And one of the messages, at least one of the messages I'm going to preach on is, is we cannot do the Great Commission in our own flesh. It's, it's the Spirit of God, which means we need the right relationship with the Holy Spirit. Without that, there's no, we don't have the power. So that's why I say read, meditate, and memorize Scripture. Uh, the devil flees when he's confronted with the word of God. And one thing that you need to understand, if you're going to be involved in the, in, in the Great Commission, the adversary's coming for you. If you're going to be part of a church that's all about the Great Commission, as every church should be, the devil's coming for you. I was praying this afternoon. It's like, you know, the, the way uh, things are going, the people being saved, and the stories I'm hearing that it's only God could do, uh, people being saved. And I'm like, well, I know the heavens rejoicing, but I know hell stirred up. Uh, what do we need? We need to read the Bible, meditate, think on it, memorize it. Number 16. Are y'all proud of me for moving this fast? Pray I don't get bogged down. Be of one accord. I've preached on this. You know it. Book of Acts. Why did the gospel explode like it did? Why did God bless like he did? One, 
the church prayed until they were empowered. God did a miracle. That became the focus, and they were of one accord. They're of one accord, of one accord, of one accord. What I mean to that, don't participate in gossip. See, Pastor, why is God against gossip? Because it hurts people. It hurts the cause of Christ. Why am I against gossip? Same reason God is. And, and it hurts the, the, the Great Commission. Don't participate in gossip, discord sowing, backbiting. Don't participate in any of that. You know, does, does that please God? Absolutely not. Does it hinder people getting saved? Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. You can tell the spirit in a church when it's of one accord and when it's not. Don't participate in gossip, discord sowing, backbiting, and complaining. Say, Pastor, I would never gossip, but don't be a complainer either. I would never participate in backbiting. Okay, but don't be a complainer either. Let's, it, what's the most important thing? It's for people to be saved. Christ didn't say, okay, I'm commissioning the church to make everybody happy. To make everybody feel uh, like their, their opinion is valued. We're all important because Christ all died for all of us. But the point I'm making is the great commission is what is important. So be of one accord. You know, I don't even always, I, I'm the pastor and I don't even get my way in everything. Some of you are like, what, what are you talking about? I, there, there's a hundred decisions a day that get made in this ministry to keep it moving forward. And there's a lot of times I don't even get my way. You feel sorry for me? I don't get my way. You know what? Are you upset about that? No, I don't have to have my way. People getting saved. People getting baptized. Church is growing. I'm happy with that. That's what it's all about. Say, well, my opinion, I gave my opinion, and it's not like the opinion that matters the most is Christ. Number 17, be an active member. Be an active member. When I talk to banks, financing and things, they're like, how many is on your membership role? And the next question is, well, how many of them are active? Because in a typical church, the membership role is like 10 times the number of those that are active. And I'm like, it's the same because if they miss a week, I'd chop them off. No, that's not true. Be an active member. Dr. Lee Robertson, who God used to build the Great Highland Park Baptist Church, you say three to thrive. So he never met a man who read his Bible every day and was in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Never met a man who did that and backslid. Be an active member. So how often should I be in church? Every time the church doors are open, be there. Unless you're providentially hindered, and football game is not providentially hindering you. Your favorite show is not providentially hindering you, unless you're providentially hindered. What I mean by that is you're dead or almost dead. Uh, but make the commitment to be in the, be an active member. Involve mom and dad. Involve your family. Get your teach your children the importance of being active in church. It's hard to do that. When you're not active, be as, as active as you, what is that? For every person, it's going to be a little bit different, but be as active as you possibly can be. Be an active member. Number 18, 
go soul winning. We have times where you can go soul winning. Maybe you can't go every week, but we have some times. We have a big push. Make some time to go on a visit. I think Tuesday morning with the, the ladies' meetings, I think it's a good time for some to make visits. Otherwise, they normally couldn't make. There's opportunities like that. Be available. If, if one of the staff members is going to go make some visits or go uh, knock some doors, make yourself available. Be and say, hey, I may not be able to, to walk very far, but I can go with you. Go soul winning. Number 19, be a soul winner. This one's even better. Be a soul winner. Look for opportunities to give the gospel. Look for opportunities to give the gospel. Be a soul winner. And in just a minute, I'm going to help you with that one. But number 20, build your pastor. Build your pastor. I'm grateful to be the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. This is a church that takes care of their pastor, takes care of his family. Say, Pastor, if you weren't here, where would you want to be? I don't know where I would want to be if I, if I was not here. Someplace tropical, but, you know, that's... Build your pastor. I don't understand. God gives you a pastor. You're part of a church. Don't you think it's going to work better for you if you do everything you can to help your pastor? Um, you know, you, you, you have an ongoing health problem. You're going to go see, you have your doctor. You got to go back and go back and back. I mean, trying to undermine him is probably not going to be in your best interest. Um, build your pastor. What do I mean by that? Pray for your pastor. I know, I know so many of you do pray for your pastor. You ought to pray for your pastor every single day. Pray for, pray for God to give me wisdom, give me strength, give me health. I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm limiting the Taco Bell to once a day, but you no. Know, uh, uh, pray for your pastor. Some of the things I've already mentioned help your pastor. Participating in the service helps your pastor. Uh, being part involved in the ministry helps your pastor. When you grow, it helps your pastor. It encourages your pastor. Uh, see, a lot of times you watch your pastor because that's part of the role of the pastor. You follow his lead. You, you follow his example. Well, the pastor is watching the people. When you see people grow, man, it's certainly... There's times when I'm tired. There's times when I'm weary. But then I think of the growth. I think of the need. I think of uh, the support. I think of what we're going to do together. Build your pastor. It's going to help you. You ever have a disagreement with your pastor? Be careful with that. I'm not saying I'm above you disagreeing with me. I'm not saying you're going to come to every conclusion that, that I come to. But be very careful being critical of the pastor, especially in front of your children. Because a lot of times what will happen is you'll get over it. But somewhere in the mind of that child, they'll keep that. And the day's going to come, they're going to need the pastor. Well, you're going to say, Pastor, would you straighten them out? I can't straighten them out. Only God can do that, number one. But beyond that, they remember the criticism. Well, and I'll say what I always say. If you, before you criticize me, pray for me. 
If you're praying for me, I'd probably take care of a lot of the criticism. But build your pastor because the stronger the pastor is, the stronger the people are, the stronger the people are, the stronger the pastor is, the more the, 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 the great commission is going to go forth. Makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, 21. Study and complete the curriculum one by one. Remember when I handed that out? You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? You remember when I handed that soul-winning curriculum out? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've read it. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand if you even know where it is. But you know, everybody in here can be part of the Great Commission if you just go through that curriculum, you'd study it, and you go through it, and you would know how to be an active part participant in the Great Commission. See, I'm going to preach on this at some point. You know, we have in our mind, it's all about the first part of the Great Commission. That is the most important. But when you broaden and say, I'm not just looking for somebody to win to Christ, I'm looking for somebody to get in the church sitting next to me. See them get baptized. It becomes more than just here's a, a street that I've got a canvas. I'm for that. But we're looking for people. And everybody, no matter what your age is, no matter what your health is, no matter, no matter your background, there's somebody that you can connect with. And you can get them to come to church. Or when they come to church, you can befriend them. And you can help them. I would encourage you, if you want to be a part, if you don't have that, let me know and I'll get it to you. But study and complete the curriculum one by one. Number 22, set goals for each part of the Great Commission. A good goal, hopefully when we get through the study, whenever it is, that all of us say, you know, in my lifetime, if I haven't already, I want to be able to say, with God as my helper, I've completed, I've fulfilled the Great Commission at least one time in my life. There's somebody I was able to be a witness to. I helped them. And, and by the way, it's a team effort. You, you can invite them and get them in. There might be somebody else who that Sunday morning said, hey, would you go down with me? Would you, would you meet the pastor? Would you follow? You might come to one of the assistant pastors and say, hey, I, I invited them. I got them coming. Can you, can you follow up on them? And can you help them meet, get them here? It's a team effort. You may be the perfect person after somebody else wins them, somebody else gets them here, somebody else works with them see them get baptized, you may be the perfect person for that somebody to come to you and plop them right next to you. You might be the perfect person to pray with them. You might be the perfect person to encourage them. You might be the perfect person to text them. You might be the perfect person to get to know them. That is participating in the Great commission. Set goals for each part. I like to win somebody to Christ. I like to see somebody get baptized. I like to get somebody in church. That's our goal anyway this year, isn't it? As we double the church. Set goals for each part of the Great Commission. Number 23. This is what is number 23 is. All these are helpful, but 23 is really what it comes down to. Surrender your will to Christ's greatest command. Surrender your will to Christ's greatest command. If this morning and tonight all that's come in your head is excuses, you need to do number 23. Or is this really the emphasis we need? Surrender your will 
to Christ's greatest command is to fulfill the Great Commission. That's what he has challenged us to do. That's what he's commanded us to do. We can all have a part in it, is to surrender your will to Christ's greatest command. What does that mean? That means I'm going to use my life the best that I can to see the Great Commission fulfilled. To see it fulfilled. Everybody can pray. Everybody can be friendly. Everybody can be where they're supposed to be. Everybody can be faithful. Everybody can have a part if we want to have a part. And that's, what, that's the way we got to look at it. It's like, oh, I just don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, I can drag myself in. Drag yourself in. Because there's somebody that needs to see you in church. Somebody who's been coming that first time and that second time and that third time, and, and they, they just know, man, I'm supposed to be in church every time. They haven't learned that you can come up with excuses to be out of the house of God. You need, you, need, you need to get there because somebody needs you. Somebody's counting on you. You, you can do that. But we've got to look at it. this. It's the Great Commission. No, I, I can't call out of my spot, whether it be as an usher, as a nursery worker, or some other minister. I can't call out because I need to be there because there's going to be visitors there on Sunday morning. There's going to be people there who I can be a help to. If nothing else, I can walk around and make sure all the paper's off of the floor. I can, I can, I, I can make sure everything is, is where it needs to be. I can, I can stand there and, and point somebody in the right direction. I can, I can do those things. That is having a part. But we have to surrender our will to Christ's greatest command. See, why churches die is because when they get saved, their family gets saved, that's where it stops. We're commanded as the church to keep going and fulfill the Great Commission. Number 24, encourage and cheer for others. Encourage and cheer for others. You know, you could, if you encourage somebody and God uses them to see somebody saved, guess who had a part in that? You encourage somebody and they get Somebody to church? Guess who had a part in that? Oh, there's a ministry of encouragement that everybody... No, no, not the ministry of discouragement. Let's, let's resign and dissolve that ministry. Oh, they say, I don't know if they're going to be back. Thank, thank you for your optimism. And let's be an encouragement. Let's cheer for others. Man, there's a new group up here singing the night. They did good. You think they look bad from your standpoint? Well, never mind. <laughs> you know, instead of being, and I don't think it would happen with, with, with the men's group, but maybe a ladies' group. So, like, well, so and so should have been up there. Why don't you cheer for the ones that are? Uh, why don't you, well, I don't know, Pastor, 25 things, is he really going to be? Come on, cheer for me. I'm almost there. I can do it. <laughs> I wonder how many people, their testimony, when we all get to heaven, I think we'll be surprised. A lot of people are going to get rewards and credit for souls and for helping people stay faithful because they encouraged. 
who never stood up on a platform. But they were an encouragement. They never were out front, but they cheered the church on. They cheered the people on. They were for what God was doing. Number 25. I'm there. Are you ready? Go. That's number 25. I don't mean go. Go. We know what the Great Commission is. If you didn't before this morning, you know now. And each and every Sunday, we're going to learn more and more how to be effective in seeing it fulfilled. Soon, we're going to involve the, the uh, hospitality team and those that are involved in welcoming people on Sunday. And we're going to have uh, new counters in the back and, and to, to make visitors feel welcome. And some of you are going to be roped in, whether you want to be or not, and say, well, here's a visitor. Would you let them sit by you? That, that's a big deal. We, we, gotta, we have to do it. There are, there are gospel tracts and church invites on that, in, that, in that rack out there in the hall. You can take them. They don't just keep them in your glove box for three years. Let's give them out. I want to be a part of the Great Commission. We'll go. Well, Pastor, how do I be a part of the Great Commission? You can pray. That's one of them on the list. Pray. When are you going to start? Why don't you decide tonight, I'm going to start now. Well, tithe, give the missions, give to the future. Well, I don't know how I can give or how much I can give, but this is what I can do. Do it now. Go. If you can't can go out, go. Everybody can be a witness. Everybody can be a soul. What do we do? We get started. You go. 25 ways to participate in the Great Commission. There is no excuse, no valid excuse, no good excuse of why every child of God can't participate in the Great Commission. We don't always think of this as ways we participate in the Great Commission, but it is. It's participating in what God is doing. It's participating in um, having a part in people being saved, uh, people... Uh, identifying with Christ, moving forward. Get, the more involved you can get, get involved. Uh, I, God has already shown us great things. I believe he's going to do greater things even this year and beyond this year. The Great Commission is key. Everybody being a part is key. The church is still relevant, important in the day we live in. It's the key. If Christ commissioned the church, if I were the devil... What would I attack? What would I minimize? Well, I'm getting off, but, I, but we need to be reminded of this. Quit letting your kids' activities determine whether or not you're faithful to church. Say, so, well, it's, 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 it's Christ commissioned the church. You, could, you do what you want to do, but I want my children to know that the most important thing is the Great Commission. The most important thing is the Great Commission. Let's be committed. And uh, let's find ways that we can participate 
in the Great Commission. Father, help us as we uh, take these practical matters and we apply them to our life.